You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about Zach Levine for Jalen Brown. Anybody interested in that? Dennis Schroeder, a target for the Bulls. And Monty Williams just got hired and is getting the bag as the new coach of the Detroit Pistons. We'll get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central, and we are free and available on YouTube at your podcasting platform of choice and Odyssey every single day. But Pat, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Jalen Brown, Zach Levine trade. This, for some reason, has sparked up a lot of conversation around Bulls pundits lately. And uh, all I have to say to that is keep dreaming. I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about keep dreaming in the sense of, right, like, what do, what do you mean by keep dreaming? Are you saying, like, you wouldn't do it because oh, I do you think it. Zach is a better player or you don't no. think that Boston will do it? No, Boston ain't doing that, bro. They're not doing it. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Brown apparently can't go left either. But, oh, um, man, bro, <laughs> I talked about that on Locked on NBA tonight. I said that on Twitter, bro. I need y'all to go rewatch them game. Nobody can go left. They got seven <laughs> people on their team that can't go left. It's crazy. <laughs> they the in whole, the NBA. The whole team just in the, in the steady bro, stream of moving right. Bro, you got to see the difference, bro. Like, when they went right, they were unstoppable. When when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown got an opportunity to go right, he literally, they got to their spots every time. They were unstoppable. When they went left, it was like they could not figure out how to dribble a basketball. They in the NBA. What are we doing? But, um... I, I don't know if swapping Jalen Brown for Zach Levine changes a ton for you. I do think that Jalen Brown is a is a really good player. I, is mm. he leaps and bounds better than Zach? He's a two way player, and I think that makes a difference a little bit. I'm not saying offensively, uh, uh, they get their points in very different ways. But Are I mean, we confident in that two way though. In Jalen Brown's defense, yes. I'm 100% confident in Jalen Brown's defense. More than I'd be willing to bet on Zach Levine's defense, that's for sure. I mean, that's not, yeah. yeah. So, um, (laughs) I mean, so in that that way, at least you'd be adding a two-way player at that point in time. But to me, like like I said, I I don't think it's realistic when you look at uh, the fact that he qualified for the Supermax, which doesn't mean that, the, I mean, that's that's on that's on Boston, not him. Boston can move him tomorrow to avoid paying the Supermax. But yeah. um, I just don't think that Boston would be willing to do a move for Zach Levine um, unless we're giving up more. We, it'd probably take Zach and P-Will at that point. And then, then it's like, not to say that that's not something that I'd be interested in moving for the right deal. I just don't necessarily see Boston taking it. That's, I, I just, think... You know. I think the question you have to ask is, is Boston interested in giving almost $600 million to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Or is that redundancy too much, right? I don't think that the change is because they think Jalen Brown is a bad player. I don't think Jalen Brown's a bad player. I am shocked he can't go left. That that might be, I'm not going to lie. I said this to kid before we got on. That's one of those things that you discover about a player that actually could change his career. 
like all of a sudden, like Muzz is just going to be like, I'm going to literally just force him left every time and he's not going to be able to figure it out. And you hope that he could just figure it out because he's an amazing player and he can go out there and, and just be like, okay, I just got to get a left hand. But it's a little bit concerning that he's in the NBA already with no left. Like he he, he should have a little bit of a left. Um, I think literally seven of the eight turnovers came from his left hand. It's bad. I mean, well, Zach can't go forward. Zach, Zach got to get some baby powder on them hands, bro. I was about to say. I'm like, not going to lie to you. I've yeah. never seen. I don't know if they got the heat on in the UC. It felt very comfortable when we were out there. I don't know what's going on at the UC. Anytime he do this, the ball's gone. Straight up. Like, he can get to the rim <laughs> sideways and, like, yam on somebody's head. And it's like, oh, he got it. But, like, this yeah. move here, ball's gone. Straight up in the air. It's like, well, and that, like I said, and moving forward through traffic, the ball's gone every single time. Or not not gone. He does lose it. Sometimes he catches the dribble and he's quick enough yeah. to do that. But, yeah. Um, I, I, the, the thing is, is and it's, again, it's not even saying that I don't doubt that Boston would be willing to move Jalen to avoid paying that $600 million. Yeah. I just don't think the Bulls have anything that Boston would, would take. I think Boston will literally pick up the phone and say, "Thank you for thank you for calling. We appreciate the call. We we yeah. very well welcome that call, and we will be. Don't call us. We'll call you back. That's what Boston I think. Zach Levine's a big piece in that. Um, I don't know if I don't think that the trade is as far fetched as you're making it sound, but I I do think the Bulls will probably have to send something else back. Even if it's just draft capital. First off, we know Brad Stevens is up there. He won at least 107 picks. Um, <laughs> So, but but I, I don't know if the trade is as far-fetched. I think for me, the, my holdup with the trade would be, I don't think that Jalen Brown gets you tremendously over the hump where Zach Levine doesn't. I don't think that Jalen Brown takes you to a place where Zach Levine can't get you. There's not this, this leap that I think that Jalen Brown has that's just like 10 times better than Zach Levine. I think he's a little bit better. I think he's definitely a better defender. I think Zach's probably a better offensive player. So I guess you could weigh it out that way. I don't know, man. I I I think Jalen is a better overall player. I mean, if we're breaking down either part of the game, of course, Jalen Brown's a much better defender. Uh, maybe sure. you could say that Zach's a more versatile scorer. But it, I I just I don't like to me. There's what we would have to give up. A, I don't think Boston would even be interested in what we have to offer. And then B, even if they were, we'd have to sweeten the deal so much that, like, at, to your point. The difference between them is, at that point is isn't worth everything else that we'd have to give up to get. Them. Yeah, and I think that's what it really comes down to, right? Like, you're you're I don't know if you're gutting your team because realistically, I mean, like you could trade for him on a contract that he's on right now, and Zach and they they would have to send us something, right? Yeah, because Zach makes does Zach make more than Jalen right now? I think Zach makes more than Jalen right now, um, or it it might be a one for one actually. Jalen might be in the thirties. Jalen's probably in the 30s because I think he got his rookie extension. Yeah, that's it's basically one for one. Yeah, Jalen Brown next season will make uh, 28.5. I believe Zach is 29. Yeah, so it'd be a it'd be a one for one deal. I mean, that's that's the other thing you have to take into account too. Yes, you wouldn't have to pay him the super max, but are you trade you're trading Zach Levine for Jalen Brown? Are you just openly willing to to put yourself back in the same position with just a different name there? Which again, better defender. Uh, I, I don't know if he's a better. I don't know if he changes the issues that we have here, right? Like Jalen Brown is Jalen Brown as a ball handler isn't good either. 
And no, Zach Levine is making uh, Zach Levine next season will be making forty million dollars. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure so, out yeah. where you got twenty from. So they would actually have to send us. Some. They would have to. I mean, they'd have to send us more money back as far as send matching contracts. White. But I think still at that point, Derek Wright, you know, the stretch send me, stretch mark four. Um, no, Derek White, not the oh, Derek oh, White. No, no, uh, no, no, no stretch mark Williams. forehead. Forehead. <laughs> no. Stretch forehead. <laughs> stretch <laughs> mark forehead. <laughs> 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 There's a slight change there. Slight change there. That's all. There's not very much. There's slight hey, change there. Hold up. I got a hold up. That's a bar. Boy, you could land a jet on that forehead, dog. That forehead hey, is selling real estate. I said bro. it before. I said it before. that's why he has to wear that headband because if you're on the opposing team, you can see the play formatting in his head. Like you can see him thinking about the play through his forehead. And then at that point, you know exactly what to do. Bro, the prop the now the reason he wear the headband is so that the 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 player that's the ball handler doesn't see the trailing defender coming up behind him and the shine <laughs> off of that forehead, bro. There's no way, bro. You got a damn oh, movie. Man, can you imagine on that, the stadium lights shining off that forehead once it, once he starts sweating? Fam, they have Derek Wright on the sidelines at, at the end of out of bounds plays to try and like blind the inbounder, just like turn his forehead at him. That is hilarious. Anyway, with this the roasting session all over the place. Um I, I just, I, bro, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I guess I'm a little bit higher on Jalen Brown than you are, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, though, I just think, regardless, they, it's, it's not happening. I, it's I don't not think happening. it's gonna happen. I, I think realistically, it's probably not gonna happen. One, because I think it, here's the here's the part where the Bulls are in that I don't think enough people are thinking about. Where everybody's like, "Blow it up! We're sick of this." Y'all think AK don't see Lowry? Do y'all think AK doesn't see? You know, some of the pieces that have left here and, and been successful. Do you think that he's going to do that with Zach Levine? He gave Zach this contract. The worst thing in the world would be trading away Zach for whatever we're going to get. And Zach Levine goes on to become the player that he thought he paid at a discount, realistically, on another team. Well, say forty million dollars ain't really a discount. Well, it's a discount for what he could have got if he made the what was it all if he made all NBA first team that year he, he could have got, got the super anyone. Anyway, he could have made third team. He made no team. All he yeah. had to do was make one of the teams and didn't make it. We could have been we hurt. could be talking right now about Zach Levine getting paid sixty five million dollars next season. So that's, that's a discount, cool. my boy. That's <laughs> it's not a discount because he didn't qualify for it. You got to qualify for it. You didn't qualify. No, 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 no. But I get you, didn't you, meet, but. you didn't meet. You didn't meet the qualification. <laughs> you you didn't. I, I met the criteria, <laughs> and I still didn't get my sixty-five million dollars, brother, brother, brother. Oh man, that is hilarious, bro. That's funny. Um, all right, y'all. Next up, we're gonna be. I don't even remember what's next at this point. Next, we're gonna be talking about Denny Schroeder. Uh, as Denny, a, <laughs> that, that's how you're supposed to say it. Denny Schroeder. That's how you say his name. Is that how you say it in German for real? Yes, yeah, it's Denny Schroeder. Yeah, that's how you would say his name. So we just been messing this man's name up for He's years. He's corrected up. people like five times, and Has people, he really? everybody did. Yeah, and then people just. Kept saying Dennis Schroeder. He was like, you know what? Forget it, man. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the playoff NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, so as far as FanDuel, they have great promotions, safe and a secure app. You get paid instantly. There's no better place 
to bet on all the playoff action that America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Pat. So we got to talk about Denny Schroeder. Uh, Denny? <laughs> no S. Why is the no. S there? No, it's just that. That S in German don't mean nothing? It does, but not when it comes after an I like that. So it's Denny Schroeder. I'm, try, I'm telling you, bro. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying <laughs> to figure out German grammar on the fly. All right, bet. Let's oh, do it. Bro, German isn't. So English is a very simple language. German really? is not. It's not. Uh, uh, for seriously. English is a very simple language. Ask most people who are who are multilingual, they'll tell you English is an extremely simplistic language. Everything else is way more complicated. I've heard English is the hardest just because of how many times we got two. It's like you got to learn two, two, two. No, that's that's, that's, that's okay. All right, very simple language. All right, bet. let's do it. <laughs> But anyway, brother, uh, <laughs> we just so, paused, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, so an article uh, listed as a, a series of players who have history of Billy Donovan that could be Bulls targets. And me and you looked over that list and we said, no, nah, but one player came out of that list. And that was Dennis Schroeder. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, Denny Schroeder coming to the Bulls? Bro? Uh, I, I, I like him as a point guard for the Chicago Bulls. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, here's the tough part. What do you want your point guard to do? Do we want him to be another offensive threat? Because in Billy Donovan's system, when he played with Billy Donovan, he was a guy that did have his best season in his career with Billy Donovan, didn't he? How you said Denny? Denny Schroeder. Yeah. Uh, now I'm all thrown off. He averaged almost 19 points a game, 18.9 points a game. He was a guy who shot the ball 38% from three there, so that would be a guy who could address your three-point shooting issue. Now, granted, literally since that season, his three ball has fallen off a cliff. He went from 38% that season to 33, 34, 32, 32. Before that season, 34, 30, uh, 29, my bad, 34, 32. So, is he really that guy? Was that just a hot season? You do have to take those things into account. Or was the position that Billy Donovan was putting him in? At a minimum, I like Schroeder coming to this team. The question that I have is, can he be the facilitator that he was more so on the Rockets, more so his first stint with the Lakers where he was almost a six assists per game guy, that guy he was when he was young with the Hawks. That's the guy we realistically need. I don't need the guy that can go out and get 25 a game because I have technically three guys that should be able to do that. But the thing that's going to make those guys work is a point guard to put them in that position. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I like the, the, the idea of bringing Denny Schroeder. Like I think it a it fits probably around what the bulls are going to be willing to offer out in the free market. I don't see Denny Schroeder ki completely killing anybody uh, as far as contract. I mean, he could, he said before how he passed. What did he pass? Did he pass up on like a ninety million dollar contract? Yeah, he passed up on some good money from the Lakers. I ain't gonna lie. He made yeah. two point six four million dollars this year. So yeah. So even if you give him double the raise, it's still well within within the the, the, the limits of what the Bulls are going to be willing yeah. to pay. And I think in what you what we've seen um, him be able to to do and accomplish kind of as a as not the main guard, but really be able to find his rhythm. Sometimes he scores. Sometimes you can get a scoring output from Schroeder that you're just looking at like, hey, man, hey, he can actually shoot some. 
but then it quickly falls off a cliff there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I mean, I would like the idea as a depth piece, as a player come. I don't ne- know if necessarily you start him at that point. If you do, re- if you sign him and re-sign Kobe, maybe you, no, maybe you do put him in your starting lineup to preserve Kobe coming off the bench and what he's able to do. I don't know, but I don't hate the concept of, of Schroeder coming to this team. I would love him more as a bench player. Yeah, like like if you're talking about bringing him off the bench, yeah, if you're talking about bringing him off the bench and having Kobe White be your starting point guard, I I, I think that Kobe White's kind of turned himself into a guy. The, the thing about Kobe White that that's really interesting to me is how he uh, how his handle turned him into such a threat to pass the ball. Because remember, Kobe rookie year, we would see him throw really nice passes, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, "Why the heck can't this guy do that all the time?" Second year, he kind of did a little bit, but not at a high enough clip. Got hurt, you know, whatever year it was, he got hurt the long in the long stint. Maybe that was his rookie year, one of them. But last season, with a handle, Kobe White could get to his spot, which forced players to have to play up and defend him more, which then allowed him to pass to the open man at a higher clip. I kind of like Kobe as the facilitator that he's slowly becoming. I would like to see you try to instru- try and extrapolate that out more. Plus, he's still able to give you the offensive output that I think that Schroeder's probably giving you at this point in his career. But again, right? Like, I mean, no, I guess right. Like he, the output he's given you, but I guess it depends on the situation as well, right? He played thirty minutes with the Lakers, but LeBron. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like you said, as a bench player, you really, and for what he's probably going to get paid, I just don't see that as a high risk. Like, so I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I look at I look at him, and I say he's definitely going to give us more than what Goran Dragic gave us last season. Well, he's younger and has an ability yeah, to play younger, two games in a row. Better, de- better defensively, <laughs> right? Has an ability to play two games in a row. That's the problem with Dragic. <laughs> I told y'all that when y'all when we signed him, I was like, if Dragic can play every three days, he's great. It's like, but boy, if we if we try to play this man every night, we are in trouble. I hope he can knock down these shots, but I wouldn't mind that. I I would. Does this? It it sucks to say, but I mean, it's a real option. Does would this signify Io Desumo's gone? Not necessarily, and the reason why I say that is that. I don't necessarily think I was going to get the bag either. I think I think he's going to be humbled real quick money. going to the open market. Yeah, and um, I think that theoretically, you're if you sign Schroeder, it's only going to be one maybe two year deal maximum. And I think at that point, maybe you still do try to hold on to Io and see if you if he can get back on track. I really want. That's the tough part, right? Like you've got the the hardest part for the Bulls this season is you've got a ton of players that we're that we all agree, right? Like, play down, play bad last season. Mm. But they're all the players that you look at and you go, but I don't want to let him go and let him go be great somewhere else. Yeah. Io, as a defender, the defender that he was his rookie year, can he ever turn back into that? I would almost say I would love for the Bulls to give him a one-and-one. I don't know if he'd take a one-and-one, but I would love for the Bulls to give him a one-and-one where... You're here this season. If you can prove to us that you should be here, that second one is not only guaranteed, but we can have contract talks in that second one year. But I would hate to see Io go somewhere else and all of a sudden we're just like, oh yeah, that's the guy we thought we had. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of what we see from AK and Eversley now, too. I think that there's a reluctance to give up on young players, especially ones that they drafted, whether right or wrong, because they don't want to see them go. And, like, I know Bulls fans are really down on Io right now. Um, Listen, I was down on him. He was bad. Yeah, I mean, he was bad last season. But I do think that, um, you know, to me, if 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 you can get him on a reasonable deal, and it's kind of AK's fault. You should have gave him the three-year deal. We could have had another year to look at him before we had to make that decision. But because of it now, like, I, 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 last season was terrible. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there's still so much of that potential. And even at, at, at minimum, defensively, he can be that monster defensively. I think he just got to... I think last season was a confidence, like completely a kick in the in the nuts to his confidence, and so hopefully he can he can uh, a year better than that he can he can come out on top a little bit more. Which is wild, right? Is it? A, nah, he was bad. Nah, I'm not gonna act like it. But here's the tough part: it's because he was bad defensively. He technically wasn't that much worse than he than he was in his rookie season. It's just because of the defense. He was still eight points a game. That's all he was his rookie yeah. season. But the efficiency, though, what was the, those those numbers? What was those splits? Fifty two percent last season, forty nine percent this season. Mm. It's not that much off. Yeah, and he's and he's playing more minutes uh, from the three point line. He got a, a ton worse. He shot thirty seven percent from the three point line last season. He he did shoot the same amount of threes this season, basically two point four game, and he shot thirty one percent. So there, there is that as well. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. That's I, to me, Schroeder is is a guy that you bring in as the insurance to that, and I wouldn't be mad at that because I think Io can be a guy if you did bring back Io, who we've talked about is a combo kind of guy. Yeah. So if you're going to utilize him as a combo guy, that means he can play back up too. He could come in and be a defender if he gets his strength up this offseason, play some backup three even, right? Like, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. Was he 6'5"? I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Hey, Billy Donovan, if he, if he gets strong enough, Billy's playing him at center. Come on now. Ayo <laughs> DeSumo under the rim. Oh, man, that's never going to be a joke that stops here on this program. Because no, no. like, uh, it's tripping. not a joke. That's the worst part. That's, if that's, it was a joke, it'd be hilarious. But that's, that's a fact. Uh, but I mean, ultimately, guys, let us know what you guys think, whether you're on the podcast side or the YouTube channel side, and let us know what you think about Schroeder as a potential target for the Chicago Bulls. But all right, Pat, let's get into the last topic for today. And we got to talk about this one. This one just came down just a little while ago, man. We're almost breaking news. Monty Williams got hired as the head coach of the Detroit Pistons on a six-year, $72 million deal. You don't typically see coaches sign for that long. Uh, here's, here's the best part about that, my boy. If he hits his incentives, he can make $100 million. That's crazy. A $100 million coach. Shout out the, here's you, you will never hear me say this again. Shout out to Detroit for going all in on their guy. Yeah. Now the question is health. I think Monty Williams can fix the Pistons. Is James Wiseman going to be healthy? Will Cade come back as the same player and be healthy? Remember, Cade's injury is a injury that has been affecting him, I believe, since he was 15 or 16 years old, and he just never got it fixed. So now he finally went and got it fixed. Everybody's talking about, yeah, now he's going to be able to come back, is he? Is he going to come back to you? I hope he is. I, I don't want to see anybody go down and lose their career. I, that's the saddest thing to me about Lonzo that, you know, like everybody's just like, 
Oh, man, he can't play no more. Forget this guy. Get him off the team. He got bad knees. This man is 24 years old, and he's about to lose his livelihood. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. So I, I want Cade to come back and, and be able to play, but the question is out there, Can is he going to be able to come back the same player? What is Monty Williams going to do for that team if they're 100% healthy? I think that they are a threat to be... I don't know if they're a threat to be neck and neck with the Bulls next season. Um. But I think you could talk about them as an up-and-coming threat that we could watch good battles back and forth with for for years, um, which I wouldn't be mad at. I Here's the thing. I hate Detroit, but I like the rivalry that there is. Yeah. I do like the rivalry. That's why I rock with Don Burr, because like Don Burr can't stand this mug. But he keeps the Detroit rivalry alive. He's in every Chicago Don live Burr's stream. Hilarious, bro. I he's, love Don Burr, but he's hilarious. a moron. But I love him. He's great. He's an amazing guy. <laughs> That's funny. Um, here's, the thing I like about the deal, like, yeah, it sucks that it's in the division. We now Adrian Griffin, Monty Williams, they both joined this division. It's kind of um, tough, actually. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Wait, here's the question: Is Billy the worst coach in this division now? Yes. Oh dang it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that is, was that a real question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's worse than who's in? Oh dang! Rick Carlisle got a championship. I was about to say, yeah, you definitely not putting him above Rick Carlisle. Yeah, who's missing? It's five in the division. Cleveland, Cleveland. Dang it! He's worse yeah. than Dickerstaff too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, but I love Monty being able to go to a team that he can actually build and develop a program, right? Develop that team, teach them how to win. Um, and I love it for the coach because Monty Williams, what did he never lost? I mean, never won less than, I think, like 51 games in Phoenix and got yeah. got ousted out of there. He has a 52 win percentage over the course of his career. So, like, he deserves to be able to go to a, a place that he's not going to have to worry about job security for a while because they're not going to fire him after giving him a six-year deal and have to pay him for six years. So he's probably going to get at least four to five years out of that six-year deal, no matter how good good or not they are. And he can just focus on teaching the things, go through their ups and downs naturally without having to worry about job security and just get it done. Yeah, and and I mean, listen. At the end of the day, um, I I like the opportunity for him because, like you said, it it's a it's a he can take his time with it, right? Yeah. Go if he went to Philly, which I don't think Nick Nurse does anything for that team. I think you flip flop. Like I guess he's going to stand up and make adjustments sometimes, but there's no team there. But uh, <laughs> if if he goes to Philly, your expectation like Nick Nurse has two years there, max. Maybe one, depending on if he does a good job year one. Like two get, years next. Giving, he's getting at least two. He's getting I, at least two. I mean, it depends on how bad. You know what I mean? No, he's like, getting at least two. Like, listen, problems. if they become the freaking Toronto Raptors out here, it's going to be like, hey, my yeah, boy. Like, he's, he's getting at least two. Nick Nurse is going to be the next Doc Rivers. I mean, Nick he's Nurse the is going to Doc Rivers. He's just the white Doc Rivers. Nah, Nick Nurse is going to live on that championship. Nah, because he never left teams. Nick Nurse is going to live on that championship for the next 15 years. Well, I meant the type of coach, but yeah, I get what you're saying. There. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going with uh with with how long he's going to live off that ring. But uh I, I don't know. Like I, I look at Monty Williams' situation in Detroit, and I will say this. I give them credit. I hate to say this. I give them credit because the Pistons went out going all in, best contract, however you had to do it. They got their guy. They got the best coach that's on the market. 
Yeah. Monty Williams is a better coach than Doc. He's a better coach. I mean, technically, we got the best coach on the market the year we got Billy Donovan, too. So, I mean, that really. Did we know? Is Billy a better coach than Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers. Oh, but he came. He came on the market after we signed. Right after. Yeah, that's right. right. He came on right after. Yeah. So. I made Odoka also went to the finals that year, though. Yeah, but we didn't know he was the best coach candidate. That nobody would have said that. You should have hired him for Neil Long alone. (laughs) He would still have his wife. I don't. I don't disagree with that. He would still uh, be have his wife. No, he he wouldn't. No, oh, dang. Who's he clapping in the in the Bulls front office? Bro, Wait a on, minute. Man. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Wait a minute. Have you seen Michael Reinsdorf's wife? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, follow us on everything at Locked Up Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. We off the rails out here, dog. What is going on? Oh, man, you guys can follow me at CEO. Jesus hey, CEO. Christ. H-A-I-Z-E. Oh, man, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, man. We out here, y'all. Peace. <laughs> Definitely not getting a spot on uh, Jerry's network. <laughs> Definitely not getting a spot on the Sinclair Bulls network.